Hello, this is Victoria Schnipps, and I am delighted to be having our Power Woman podcast as president and publisher of Schnipps Media, and now AM New York, we are in your neighborhood. And today, I'm delighted to be bringing to you the beautiful, talented, bright, very successful Assemblywoman Rebecca Seawright, who represents the Upper East Side of Manhattan. How are you, Rebecca? I'm terrific. Thank you so much. I'm uh, honored to be on your your podcast today and speaking with you. Well, you know, um, we've known each other for a number of years, and, uh, you know, your beloved husband, Jay Hershenson, uh, is an old friend, but the best jewel he ever gave me was introducing me to you because I'm so impressed with all you've accomplished. But I know that it started back in your childhood. Can you tell us about who potentially influenced you in your growing up years that to be the success you are today? Yes, well, thank you. When I think about my early childhood years, um, I inevitably think about my mother. And the she had four daughters. I had three sisters. And um, What position so are you? Husband, are you the youngest, the middle, the first? Where are you in the four? I'm number three of four girls. And um, my mother had a, uh, a huge influence, as well as my grandmother, who was um, uh, a rancher. And um, Well, tell them where you grew up. So I grew up in Central Texas in Bosque County in a small town called Meridian, Texas. And my father was a pharmacist and owned a local drugstore. My oldest sister, Sally, became a pharmacist and worked in his chain of drugstores. And um, my sister that's a year older is an assistant attorney general in Fort Worth and, like myself, became a lawyer. And my youngest sister um, is an artist and school teacher and uh, a, a big, big competitor in the horse world. Wow. So, you know, that uh, childhood, what was your mom like that you felt, you know, she inspired you? What was her personality? Um, she was a very, very strong influence on me and um, was very motivational and um, very, very inspiring to her four daughters and, and to me personally. And, um, and then also professionally, Sarah Weddington, the Roe v. Wade attorney, became a, a strong mentor of mine professionally when I was 21 years old. I worked for her in Washington, D.C., and Ann Richards, who later became governor. And um, they basically taught me, um, you know, the three Ps, persistence, preparation and purpose and so i've tried to um live my life by those three p's persistence be persistent in everything be overly prepared it's harder for women you, you don't see equality among women in the sexes in elected office and so i feel that people expect more out of women and that we have to be overly prepared um, especially in the environment that i work in in albany and then have a strong purpose or the focus of what you believe in and what you're trying to accomplish. So, Rebecca, how did you make your journey from a little town in Texas to the big city of New York? So, while I was in college, I went to Washington, D.C. and worked for the Roe v. Wade attorney, Sarah Weddington. 
And uh, then from there, I worked for Senator Lloyd Benson on Capitol Hill and uh, then returned back to Texas and became the executive director of the Texas Women's Political Caucus, traveling around doing political organizing of women's political caucus chapters, which um, the state organization, the national organization, was founded by Ann Richards, Sarah Weddington, Bella Abzug, Liz Carpenter, Molly Ivins, and so uh, this really provided a strong, strong influence over my life as a young professional woman being mentored by Ann Richards and Molly Ivins and Liz Carpenter and, and certainly my dear, dear friend Sarah Weddington, who also married my husband and I. Ah, so, uh, where did you meet him? Where did you meet Jay? I was doing a fundraiser for Ann Richards on the Upper West Side of Manhattan and um, went to CJ, and he knew Ann Richards from meeting her at the Canyon Ranch, and so he came to to the fundraiser, and the rest is history. Wow! The first the first thing I noticed is he was wearing Texas cowboy boots, and back in Texas, it's very common to see men in a business suit wearing cowboy boots, but in New York, only two people. Uh, the police commissioner at the time and Jay Hershenson wore cowboy boots with a business suit. So that immediately caught my eye. Well, how did that come to be? I mean, uh, this is unusual. What do you think was uh, happening with Jay that he had that? I mean, this was like calling you without calling you. <laughs> right. Um, Sarah said at our wedding it was love made in the voting booth. Uh, so... Uh, both my husband and I are very political and um, strong activists, and so it really was love at first sight. And uh, so he, he is very progressive, and any anybody I went out with had to be progressive, that was for sure. And so uh, Jay and I attended Ann Richards' inauguration for governor uh, back in the early 1990s. And uh, I just have so many lessons that I've learned from Governor Richards and from Sarah Weddington, who I still talk to frequently and who was a big presence in my political campaign here on the Upper East Side and Roosevelt Island. So let me hear a little bit about what you're doing now up in Albany and in your district, because I think, am I correct, you got elected by the largest plurality of any candidate in the Manhattan region? Um, that is correct. I won with 97% of the vote in my last election. And uh, we have a storefront office on York Avenue between 78th and 79th Street. And I picked this location because it was right next to the post office in between two senior citizen centers and right across the street from a public school. And I felt that we're here to serve the public and that we should have a very visible storefront office. So we service a lot of constituents that walk through the door uh, with all kinds of problems and questions and assistance that they're needing. And I find that some of the best legislation comes from constituent ideas. I had a woman that walked into the office. Her doctor had ordered a 3D mammogram, and her insurance was denying covering. So I went to Albany, put in a piece of legislation that requires the insurance to cover 3D mammogram without any copay are deductible, and we passed it in the House and in the Senate, 
and the governor signed it into law, and now it's being replicated all around the country. I was called to speak by the National Conference of Health at their national convention in Georgia a couple of years ago, and they want to pass the same uh, legislation that we passed in New York, the 3D mammogram bill in their state. So it's being replicated all around the country, and this is an example of an idea for a piece of really good legislation that came from a constituent. And, of course, I have eight hospitals in my district and very fortunate to have uh, such internationally known hospitals like Memorial Sloan Kettering. And so, you know, we're always looking to pass good legislation that strengthens and helps our hospitals. Um, the past two sessions, I've passed the Equal Rights Amendment in the Assembly that would add it to the New York State Constitution. And we're working um, very closely with the ERA coalition to pass it in both the Assembly and the Senate. Who's carrying it in the Senate? Uh, Senator Liz Kruger has it in the Senate. Does it look so, uh, any, I mean, I, it's so bizarre to me that they still have not passed this basic law. What do you think is holding up? Explain to people what it calls for. So the Equal Rights Amendment, um, we're still hammering out all the different categories, but it basically says that men and women are treated equal. And, you know, Justice Ruth Gator, Bader Ginsburg said we're not going to have full equality until women are recognized in the United States Constitution. And so this, you think of New York as being a progressive leader and a progressive state on so many issues on, on many fronts. We passed marriage equality, and we've passed so many bills, and yet we still don't have the Equal Rights Amendment in our New York State Constitution. So I do believe that we'll get it done. We'll get it done quickly, maybe within the first 100 days of session. We go back in the first week in January, and I think that this is going to be a real priority of the Women's Legislative Caucus as well as the governor. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting it done this year. Well, you know, uh, our media will be totally behind it in AM New York and all of our Manhattan media as well as all the other boroughs. So we must help you get that word out, anything we can do to help. So tell me a little bit about secrets of success. You know, you kind of talked about it at the beginning of the program, but can you give us some advice about what other women can do to be successful in their careers? You've been so successful in yours. What are your secrets you can share? Well, um, you know, my motto is just be persistent. When you're looking to pass legislation in Albany, you can get a yes in committee, and then the bill can get to the floor, and, and leadership can give you a no. So you have to be persistent. And when one door closes, another door is going to open. Be willing to take risk. When I entered the race for this open assembly seat, um, there were four men already in the race. Two had filed with over a half million dollars. And I didn't let that hold me back. I was willing to jump in, take the risk. And I had learned good fundraising skills under Governor Richards and Sarah Weddington. And so I think that uh, the lesson that I would pass on is be willing to take risks and be very, very persistent and overly prepared. 
Well, I love that advice. I think there's nothing more important than those ingredients in a successful career. So I thank you so much for your time. We've been speaking with Assemblywoman Rebecca Seawright, who represents the Upper East Side of Manhattan so handsomely and so well and so successfully. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much, and, and congratulations on all your successes and all that you're doing. You're truly a model for women everywhere, Vicki. So thank you very much. This is Victoria Schnepp signing off. Bye now. Bye. Bye.